Welcome to season four of Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. Our mission, as always, is to empower Black professionals by providing resources, guidance, and support within a safe space to speak truth to power about the uniqueness of our shared experiences and identities. Here at Blackness in the Workplace, we believe in centering, promoting, building, and supporting Black professionals both inside and outside the workplace. Our voices matter, our lives matter, our experiences matter. I'm your host and your advocate, Jessica. So let's get this conversation started. Welcome everybody to the very first episode of season four of Blackness in the Workplace, the podcast. I am your host and your advocate, Jessica. I'm so excited to be here. So grateful to to have a season four. Uh, This podcast truly has been a labor of love. It is something that I'm doing because there is such a need for, for a discussion about the Black experience, primarily in the workplace. And I'm very glad to continue this work And I'm also very grateful to our listeners and to our followers. We are a small but steadily growing presence and I wanna keep that momentum. So I'm very grateful to still be here and doing this good work. So if you follow our podcast, you already know the deal. The very first episode is just me on the mic and the last episode of every season is me on the mic. And so I always like to make introductions, always like to tell people where I'm at in my life and, you know, how I'm moving Blackness in the workplace forward so that you can understand that we are still doing the good work and, and having some insight to that. So let's start. Um, if you listen to the final episode in season three, then you already know this. Um, I did relocate. I was, um, I'm not was. I'm from Wisconsin originally. I decided to relocate to the Seattle area for a lot of reasons, but one of the main reasons was really um, for professional growth and development that I wasn't finding in Milwaukee. I have talked at length my reasons for leaving the city of my birth. Um, I won't really go into too much details here, but listen to the other episodes. I mean, I'm very clear about that. Um, Milwaukee is very toxic. For Black people, um, it is very limiting for Black people with ambition. And I got, I was tired of it. I never wanted to live my whole life in Milwaukee anyways. And so I decided to leave. It was one of the best decisions that I've made. So there's no regrets. Um, I did have to leave behind family, um, particularly my father, who isn't in the best of health at this time. But I also knew that I had to do this or I was never going to leave. And, it would not have been good, so here I am. Seattle is grown on me. It's a very beautiful city. Um, it's a lot more progressive in their policies than Milwaukee. But again, Seattle is very much white liberalism, and so you take that with a grain of salt. And I knew that. There is no blinders with uh, moving out here. Seattle has a very large homeless population. Um, it's very expensive to live out here. And in a lot of ways, it's still quite segregated. Uh, Maybe not to the extent that Milwaukee is, but there is still segregation here. I actually live on the south um, side of Seattle. So I live in a suburb called Renton, and that's where the majority of the black and brown and Asian 
population lives. Um, it's cheaper. It's, it's just more affordable to live here. I personally like renting a lot. So if I choose to put some roofs down here, I would put roofs in renting for sure. So um, I'm not going to really go into too much about Seattle. I just got here. So give it some time, let it marinate, and then I'll come back with a full review and reflection on that. Um, some other things in my personal life that I'm really excited about that really has nothing to do with blackness in the workplace is that I'm getting a puppy. So by the time this airs, I would have had my puppy. Her name is Butterscotch. She is a corgi, a Pembroke. Very expensive-ass dogs. I'm not going to say how expensive they are, but they were expensive. Um, but I've always wanted a corgi for years and years and years, and so I'm just really excited and just blessed to be able to be in a position to get her blessed to be working a job where I am, I can work from home and there's a lot of flexibility to allow me to get this puppy and to be there for her. So I'm really excited about that. I know it has nothing to do with Black in the workplace, but like I said, we talk about Black folks both inside and outside the workplace. My identity is not my job. Your identity is not your job. And there's nothing wrong with talking about those things that happen outside of work because those things are what shape us as people. And if I'm happy and fulfilled with my personal life, then I can bring my whole self to this platform. And that's exactly what it's about. So one thing that I wanted to share with you is this shift that I have been making over the last year and a half. Um, if you follow me on social media, then you have already have seen some, have gotten some insights to this. But I used to be very narrow-mindedly ambitious when I was younger. Um, in my early 20s, I used to believe that I was going to have this career and just be this career-driven professional, and that was going to be my identity. That has never really manifested in the way that I thought. I mean, I dealt with, you know, unemployment, dealing with racism in the workplace, a lot of BS, which I've been very clear about here. Um, a lot of inequality that really stagnated my growth, my financial opportunities. And as I gotten older, I'll be 35 on the 19th of September. I realize now that, and I've, I've said this before, like, I'm not loyal to any job. I'm loyal to myself, and I believe in work-life balance now. My, my life at this point is all about self-care and self-love, quality of life. I don't care anymore about being a VP or you know moving up the corporate ladder. I'm not sure at this point in my life if I even want to do that anymore. I just wanna have you know, a good steady career, which allows me to fund the activities that I'm doing outside the workplace. And I never thought that I would be here in terms of my life because, again, I was very much that narrow-minded, career-focused person. And I remember talking to older people who would take jobs that, that you know, they were working senior VP roles, and then all of a sudden they started taking jobs that was lower on the ladder. And I remember I was talking to this one woman and she was like, at this point in my life, I'm almost 40 years old. I don't want a job with a lot of responsibility. I want to have work-life balance. I want to be able to go home at five o'clock and not have to worry about this job. And at the time, I didn't understand what she was talking about, but I absolutely understand what she's talking about now. And I'm very grateful to be working a job where it is a job. I don't look at it 
any more than that. I like the company that I work for. Um, I like the manager. It's nice for me as a black woman to be working with a white man as a manager. Um, I personally don't want to work anymore for white women. They have been very toxic when it comes to my career. And it's nice to work for somebody who is just at that point in his life, too, where work-life balance is, is what matters. You don't have to be in the office as long as the job is getting done. And that's it. This is a job. And it's okay to say that. Sometimes a job is just a job. And it allows me the focus on the things outside of work that are more important. I have a personal trainer. I see a therapist. Um, you get my puppy, like I mentioned before. Um, I'm able to focus on other pursuits to develop me as a whole person. So that's where I'm at now in my career, and that's where I'll be going moving forward. I mean, I just, I'm just not that person anymore, and I haven't been for quite some time. And I'm a lot happier. You know, I, I come to work, and then I leave every day at 4 o'clock. I don't check my emails. I don't even think about the job once I'm done with it. And I'm a better person for it. I'm actually more productive. And I've gotten some accolades in the work that I'm doing currently because I've, I have a healthy sense of myself. So I encourage you that if you are unhappy to really take a step back and reflect on where you are in your life. Do you even want the things that you used to want? And it's okay to change, evolve, and grow. That's, you're supposed to do that. If you are, I'm, I'll be 35 when this episode airs, a few days after this episode airs on the 19th, I will be 35 years old. I am not the same Jessica that I was when I was 22 or 25 years old. And that's absolutely okay. I'm a much better version of myself now. So I encourage you to let go of things that you that are holding you back and be open to changing your mindset. Be open to new things. Let go and let God. Let it flow. And you'll find yourself a lot happier. As I said before, don't give all to these jobs. You can be replaced at any time. Put yourself first. Do it unapologetically and press on. And that's advice for anybody. But like I said, here at Black Concern Workplace, we always put black people first. But make sure that you are doing those things and you, you will find yourself a lot happier. So I'm, I'm a much happier person now. And it's starting to manifest in other ways as well. I'm sleeping better. I'm eating better. All these different things. So I'm very excited. So that's that with, when it comes to um, my personal life. And again, it's important to share that because we are whole people. Um, one thing that I want to bring up and then I want to transition into what this season is going to look like. So recently, I received an email from, his name is Bill Perkton from this company called United X, which is based in Tennessee. He sent me this email on, I'm recording this on the 5th of September. He sent this the night before on the 4th. And I put it on LinkedIn where it's pretty much gone viral. He sent a very racist, inappropriate email to me. Um, I had wrote a post on LinkedIn about poor children needing free school lunch. In the state that I'm from, Wisconsin, there's a district called Waukesha, suburb. Waukesha is a very racist suburb. Wisconsin is a very racist state. And so what the article was about was that the district, Waukesha School District, was trying to pass a measure that would eliminate free student lunch. 
Now, a lot of those programs are aimed towards helping poor children, regardless of race. I also made a point in the the post to say too that a lot of elderly people in the community will often come to school to get access to free lunch because it is a public school. And that post itself gained a lot of traction. There was a lot of people who were very disgusted with that. But I'm not surprised. I mean, it's Waukesha is a very racist, racist town. And this man sent me an email um, directly on LinkedIn um, accusing me of being a racist, saying that black people don't have any issues. They played a victim, this, that, and the other. It's the same BS over and over again. We all know what it is. Um, but he sent a direct email to me. And his whole company's profile is on his LinkedIn profile, his website and everything. So I did what I did best and I blasted it. And I'm saying that to let people know, do not come for me. I have been very clear about who I am and what I stand for, and what I will not tolerate. If you come to my pages, whether it's LinkedIn, Twitter, whatever it might be, and if you're dumb enough to say anything racist, homophobic, or anything out of line to me on LinkedIn, please know and understand that your employer can see that. People are going to tag you and tag your employer. And that's exactly what I did and a number of people who follow me do. I have a very large following. So if you're going to be bold enough to attack me, then you need to own it. So um, I did that. I will follow up. Maybe maybe in the last episode of this season, I don't know. We'll see what happens to, to see what happens to this guy. What's the fallout? Because I'm, I'm imagining that there will be quite a bit of fallout because I, I really made sure that his company and some of the boards that his company are on saw that email. So right now, this is all fresh. This is all new. I have no idea what's going to happen. But this is just a public service announcement that I am not going to tolerate disrespect or harassment of any kind. And if you're bold enough to email me, email me on LinkedIn with racist rhetoric, please understand that I do believe in screenshots. I will post your name and I will post your employer's name. It's all about receipts. So keep your comments to yourself. Even if you email me on Blackness in the Workspace page, I'm going to do investigative work as much as possible to find out who you are. And then we're going to blast you. So it is in your best interest, unless you're sitting on a lot of money where you can be unemployed, not to do that. So that's that's all I had to say about that. Just a little um, PSA, <laughs> PSA announcement. But what I wanted to talk about was season four of the podcast. I'm really excited about the content that we have coming out. So um, the first series is Rebuilding Black Wall Street Part 2. Very much needed. You know, um, CNN recently did a series on Black Wall Street and how important it is. But in this series of of Rebuilding Black Wall Street, we're taking it a step further. So if you remember the first um, series in season one or two, I believe, in Rebuilding Black Wall Street, we talked about the basis. We talked about what is credit, how to build credit, how to maintain credit, why is credit important, how to manage money, how to, um, what is wealth, redefining what it means to be wealthy. We talked about Black-owned businesses and the struggles that they face. So that was all kind of that foundational work that we did. 
Now in part two, we take it a step further and we build on that. So we're going to be talking about real estate investing, how to invest in real estate. You know, what you should look out for. Why is it important that black people invest in their communities in real estate? We're going to talk about how to build a savings. That's really important. You know, I recently, not recently, but I read an article a few years ago that said 40% of Americans are unable to meet a $400 emergency. And that motivated me to get my money right. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about financial trauma. So how... What is financial trauma and how does that play into the decisions that we make with our money? That is also a very important series because no one talks about that. There was an article and I probably will share it again on our Twitter. I do a lot of sharing the articles on Twitter and on our LinkedIn page. Somebody wrote an article about how growing up poor and being homeless and, and, and really having a lot of money issues really created a complex a trauma within this person and how they manage their money. I myself have my own trauma with money. I have my own complexes with money that develop from being broken, that develop in having things come up and I couldn't pay it and what that did for me. So we're gonna talk about that because that is also a part of our message when it comes to mental health. And then again, we're gonna talk about tenants. I'm actually, I interviewed a woman um, who lives in New York City, and she's on a, a lot of um, boards where she advocates for tenant rights and responsibilities. And with COVID being what it is, and it's still going on, you know, there was the eviction ban. What was the impact of that ban? How did that ban impact Black people? What is going to happen now that that ban in many states have been lifted? And what is the impact of being evicted? You know, we talk about, you know, folks being evicted, but what is the long-term consequences of having an eviction on your record? So we're really going to be diversifying the conversation for um, rebuilding Black Wall Street Part 2. So I'm really excited about that. That will be our first series. And then our, next, our second series is going to be Black in Education. So that one's a pretty broad topic. We're going to be talking about critical race theory. We're going to be talking about... Um, Black people in tech and how the lack of opportunities to take classes in STEM can really impact the jobs and things that we get down the line. And there's other topics coming too. So um, Rebuilding Black Wall Street and Black in Education are our two series that we're going to have for season four. So I'm really excited about having that roll out. Again, as always, I hope that the information that we provide really empowers you, really educates you, really helps you as you move forward. A um, lot of great resources. My philosophy with this podcast, and this has always been the case, is that when I have people on the podcast, we don't talk about the problems only. We talk about the problems and we also provide solutions. So everyone that I interview on my podcast are a subject matter expert in his or her field. They know what they're talking about because they lived it. They're doing it now. I don't have people on who don't know what they're talking about. I personally would never have a podcast where I am doing all the talking because I don't know what I don't know. My lane is what it is, and then I bring people on to talk about their experiences. So this is what this podcast is all about. It has been a really great resource for a lot of you. I've gotten a lot of really great feedback. As always, please continue to share your feedback as to what subjects you want to hear. Um, 
anything that I can do to make the podcast better within my power, certainly. But know that that's, that's how I have built this podcast is to bring guests on who have backgrounds in this and who can truly speak to what it is that they have done. And another thing is when we provide advice, it's always important to me that we provide advice to people where they are in terms of their knowledge, not where we want them to be. Oftentimes when I am listening to people provide advice, especially financial advice, is always coming from someone who has a privileged background already. You know, their parents are very well educated or, you know, they have a lot of money. Their parents gave them, you know, $5,000 to get started or they had a very high power, high power, high paying job, which allowed them to build. That to me is useless because a lot of people, especially a lot of people in our community, they don't come from backgrounds like that. So how can you give advice to someone when you're coming from from a very totally different background? So that's why with Rebuilding Black Wall Street and with every every episode for the most part is, is Black people talking to other Black people who come from similar backgrounds. So I hope that's appreciated. I wanted to share that because that's really important to me. And you'll see that when you listen to these episodes, you have people who are coming from all backgrounds, all walks of life, who are going to be talking to you about the experiences that they face and build from the ground up the things that they have now. So again, um, that's all. So I'm gonna wrap this up. You know, I don't really like to talk too long by myself on um, these intros, but um, again, that's where Blackness in the Workplace is for season four. We are always open to collaborations. I would love to be on other people's podcasts. I would love other people to be on mine. Um, another plug that I would like to put in is that in October, there will be Black Professionals Month. I'm actually interviewing the two people who founded Black Professionals Month, so you'll hear that episode a little later on. That is going to be a huge event, so please watch out on our social media. You can go to our website, www.blacknessintheworkplace.com. There will be information about that on our social media pages, not necessarily our website, but our social media pages. Black Professionals Month is in October. It is a month-long movement, as the founders would like to say, where we where a lot of these workshops and resources will be available to you. There is a cost, so you want to go out to the website and learn more about that, but I can't stress enough the importance of having a Black Professionals Month and how excited Blackness in the workplace is to be a part of that. So more information to come. So again, follow us on Twitter, follow us on LinkedIn, follow us on Instagram. If you want live quick updates, you got to go to Twitter. So I've had people say, which, which social media page should I follow? That's up to you. We're, we're on quite a few. Um, Twitter is really good for live updates. I drop articles, videos, I retweet very quick, very fast. LinkedIn, our LinkedIn page is really good for information that's that's really good like a resource library that's there for you. Um, our Facebook page is the same way as well. But if you want quick information, you want to follow us on Twitter. Instagram is used really to promote the episodes of the podcast. So if you're looking for quick up-to-date information, Instagram is not really your thing. So I, I'm glad I broke it down. I, I actually should have broken down 
how our social media pages work before. So I, you'll see this again on LinkedIn as well because I get I get questions about that. So again, <laughs> just wanted to make sure you understood that. Again, Twitter is for our quick updates. LinkedIn is a great resource library. Facebook is as well, but LinkedIn is one of our better resource libraries. And Instagram is what we use to really promote and highlight our podcast. So that's it. But I'm excited. I cannot wait for season four uh, for you guys to have this information and knowledge. And I will connect with you all again in our last episode to wrap up. And you'll ha- I have my puppy. So I'm really excited about that. You might hear her barking in the background because she'll just be a baby. So you, if you hear her barking, you know who it is. That's Butterscotch. Okay? All right. Peace and love. And we will speak again soon. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for listening. Questions or comments? Please visit our website, www.blackmissintheworkplace.com and let us know. And also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and of course, LinkedIn. Until next episode, stay focused and stay centered. Peace and love.